Cash Flow Diary Podcast, episode 502. Welcome to yet another exciting episode of the Cash Flow Diary Podcast, the podcast that teaches you insider tips, tactics, and strategies for creating leveraged streams of cash flow into your life. Learn from top-performing entrepreneurs, business owners, investors, and thought leaders from across the globe as they share their secrets to success. Like what you learn on this and other Cashflow Diary podcast episodes? Go to learninvestingnow.com and sign up to receive powerful tips and information that will help you succeed as an entrepreneur and investor. Now, here's your host, investor, entrepreneur, business owner, educator, speaker, author, and master facilitator of Robert Kiyosaki's Cashflow Game, Jay Massey. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Cashflow Diary Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Massey, and I'm glad that you are here today because when you are out there building your business, I know that many of you, you will eventually encounter the world of real estate. Now, some of you, you are building a business that is 100% related to real estate. Others of you, you're building a business and then you're going to store your wealth in the world of real estate as you should. You knew I was going to say that. Now, uh, some of you, and I, I think you, you will get this, when it comes down to it, there are many different forms of real estate. One of my favorite has been the commercial world. As many of you know, uh, we've done the commercial retail. And, well, I don't know if you really call cell phone towers commercial, but I definitely like it. Uh, nonetheless, I want to make sure that you guys understand that financing and, 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 and the funds and how commercial works, it's a little bit different. Okay, it's a lot a bit different. And I have with me someone today who can help educate you on those differences. But more importantly, sometimes finding a good quality commercial lender can feel worse than finding that deal. I mean, nothing is more painful than to find the deal that you know is going to make sense, but not be able to find someone who can help you make it happen. And I happen to have with me today, none other, then Leslie Smith, familiar, you may be familiar with her from Commercial Direct. They are out of Coral Gables, Florida, but they lend nationally in the United States. And here's what's exciting is that you guys know I, I love it when there are more women in business. And I love the fact that she's in a business that is traditionally dominated by men, which means we're going to have lots of things to talk about today from growing the business, understanding the business. But yes, we're going to talk about the money and all that too. But I think you're going to learn a lot and be able to take some valuable lessons that are going to help all of us become bigger, better, better entrepreneurs. So with that being said, I know if you're on the treadmill, walking the dog, doing those things that you like to do, be ready to take some notes anyway, as we listen, learn and love Leslie Smith. Leslie, how you doing? Good morning. Thanks for that intro. <laughs> you are quite welcome. I'm excited. Uh, I, I didn't tell you this ahead of time. I am a father of four children, three daughters, and I love it when there are more women in business. It, it, it actually just gets me excited because they need more examples, and, and, and you are one of them, so I'm, I'm already excited for just for that alone. <laughs> Thank you, and I agree with you on that, especially in this business. It's, it, right. It's, I mean, I'm just like, wow. This is great. We've got to have, you know, we've got to talk because, you know, you <laughs> woo, talk about finance, ego, business, male energy. Woohoo! I can't wait. This is going to be fun. All right. Now, this being the first time you're here, though, 
I have to ask you the same question that I ask everybody else. You ready? Sure. All right. I tend to look at today's entrepreneurs a lot like yesterday's superheroes, you know, like Superwoman, Wonder Woman, Batman, Robin, etc. Because I, I think superheroes and entrepreneurs have a ton of things in common, chief among them. As an entrepreneur, occasionally I can envision myself as, you know, flying around town, using our products and services and saving our customers one sale at a time. Yet, also like a superhero... An entrepreneur has a beginning. So if you think about Spider-Man, for example, there was a time where he was just a kid going to school, doing his thing, taking some photos. Then one day he gets bit by a spider, discovers he's got a superhuman ability, and he gets to choose whether to use it for good or for evil. So my question to you is as follows. Before commercial direct, before, you know, all of you and managing all the correspondent relationships that you do, before being in the financial industry, before everything that we know you for today what we want to know is who is leslie smith wow but i have to first think about what would be my superhero power (laughs) gosh my um you know of course you know this industry is not necessarily you wake up in the morning like i totally want to make loans this is what i want to do for the rest of my life (laughs) for the most part most people look at me you know when they ask me at you know at a maybe a parent you know event or something you know and i tell them what i do they're always like well I make commercial loans. They look at me and they're like, well, I guess someone has to do that. I'm like, well, well, yes, someone has to do that. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what I do. Um, But before that, you know, I I, I started my career in in banking in a call center for a small um, private bank. And we just serviced um, uh, uh, their private banking sector. And um, that's how my career started in banking. Um, call center is tough. You know, it's, uh, it's, you know, you're as good as the one person that calls in sick that day. Um, and, but you still have to deliver the same service. So I think uh, that experience taught me to be fast on my feet, um, to really try to solve problems really quickly. And, and I, I think maybe, you know, I, that my, I, I think I, I know what my superpower is, which is spidey sense. And I, and I think it's just about, you know, really, you know, adjusting and listening to the other person on the other side and saying, okay, how do I, you know, make the situation better? You know, what does this person really need? Um, so banking. Um, and from there, you know, I went from a call center agent to um, managing the, the group. Um, and then, um, you know, I, I realized that banking moves really slowly. And so I, I wanted something new, <laughs> something something different. And I had a box and I, and I could have been happy in that box. Um, I could have stayed there and just, you know, had a, a decent career. But um, I wanted something different. Um, one thing led to another. And I, I was given an opportunity at um, in 2004 for a company that was starting to originate um, small balance commercial. And um, that's how I got into originations. And what was different about that company, uh, which is still my parent company, um, they were very entrepreneurial. We, we, had, we had a really wide box and we had the freedom to be creative and the freedom to think, you know, um, and, you know, not like traditional lenders. And that was exciting and that was fun. Um, and so that's how I started. Got it. Got it. Now, we're going to go in a lot of places, that's for sure. But I've got to ask this question because, you know, my, my kids are ranged anywhere from 22 down to seven years of age. So we scan everything. But when I ask them, you know, today, especially the younger ones, hey, what do you want to be when you grow up? Um, I've never gotten the response banker. 
So <laughs> I'm curious to know how that became the thing for you. Like, was that you're like, you know what? I, I banking that that's where I'm going to be. Or did you did you go through like uh, the the ballerina firefighter astronaut phase? What What was before the banking, though, that led us there? Oh, before banking, you know, I, um, I I did a lot of retail and I waited tables and that was really hard work. So mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want to do that. But when I was really little, I wanted to be a Supreme Court justice. I was very much. <laughs> yes. I, was very I like much you already. Into, you don't I shoot really was, small at all, do you? You just like. No. <laughs> Top sounds good for me. That's where I belong. This is good. Keep going. I just loved L.A. law and I loved, you know, um, all those uh, maybe some of it was probably inappropriate for that time. But, you know, I won't tell my mom that. But generally, like, I, I just loved the law. And that's what I, I thought, you know, I wanted to do. OK, you were definitely the first to say Supreme Court justice, but uh, <laughs> I love it uh, at the end of the day. So now there's there's a couple of things I just want to make sure that we clear up so that we leave no one behind as they're listening. You use the phrase and you call it small balance commercial for all of the entrepreneurs listening. Could you define what that is? Yeah, I mean, and you're right. It's a good a good thing to def- define because small balance means a lot of things to different people. For us specifically, mm-hmm. small balance is 250,000 to 2 million. And, you know, typically my average loan size is about 450,000. So we're not talking about millions of dollars. We're talking about a small business owner or investor. Um that's that's our target market. And I want to underscore for everyone. I I get the question a lot. People ask me for, you know, hey, can you help me with such and such a loan and such and such as this loan? And and most of the time, my response, guys, has been the loan you're looking for is too small. The people that I know, they they want much larger balances for their loans. This is why individuals like Leslie and her company are important is because they fill this gap in this two, what she said, 250 to 2 million, that it, it can be very, very challenging to find. So hopefully you're getting a little bit more excited about that. Now, you said something else that we have to dig into because I think the financial industry, specifically banking and definitely lending, you guys take a lot of heat for being very rigid in terms of what you can and can't do, how it works, etc. And you mentioned that you had a box, but you're you're working in a way that's more entrepreneurial. What what exactly does that mean in layman's terms? Well, I mean, we, we definitely do a traditional looking at, you know, documentation and, and, and credit scores. You know, that's where we haven't thrown out that out the door. But I think for us, you know, we're really looking at the person that is coming to us in that business. You know, if you have a person that's coming to you for a loan and you they've made it through a recession and their story of, of, of continuing their business and not, you know, having to lose their shirt during the recession, that says a lot about a person to be continue to be committed and, and, and see it through. So for us, yes, we use tons of data and third party to make a formal credit decision. But equally as important is that person on the other side. Because you need to know the character of that person. You need to understand, you know, what motivates them. What is the purpose of what you're trying to do? And if, if, and if you and if you're aligned, that's another way of you understanding whether this person's going to repay or not. It's it's important. So yes, you can you know go through just putting stuff in a in a, in a model in a computer and it's spitting out a a response of a yes approved or no decline. But I think that's where financial institutions are short sighted. You know, they're missing an opportunity of someone that's really a really strong bar. 
Yeah, uh, totally 100%. Now, um, what other things in, in other than maybe experience history are you guys, would you consider yourselves unique at looking at? Um, we also, you know, don't look at just tax returns. You know, we have other ways of making sure that someone, you know, um, how healthy their business is. I think for us, tax returns are a snapshot in time. But it doesn't necessarily tell you about all the other things that happen, the macro impacts and, and how that person's running their business day to day. So we found other ways to kind of really look at the health of the business. You know, what's their income? Are they making money? And, you know, and, and a tax return is just one way. But we have other ways of actually getting to that to that data and getting to that um, to that information. So let's talk for a second to the to the entrepreneurs that are listening that are let's let's say they're more at the the beginning. They're looking at, you know what? I I've I, I'm ready to go and take on maybe they're wanting to take on their first commercial property or maybe they're taking on their first business uh in in general. You've looked at I'm just going to say more than one application. <laughs> this is not your first rodeo. What do you see out there that a lot of people could do better to increase their probability of being able to get access to the financing that they're looking for? Um, really not being afraid of what their story is. I think a lot of people, one, they need to know what they what their objective is. You know, are you, um, you know, is this something, are you increasing your wealth and this is why you're investing in these properties? Um, if you are refinancing and, and you want to take out equity from your property to reinvest in your business, you know, can you tell us? You know, what is it really that you're going to reinvest? What did you ex- what is your expected outcome? Um, you know, so it's more of under- really understanding what you want to do with that loan that you supposedly want. That's really, really important. And a lot of folks come to us and don't really have a good response. You know, they don't they don't know necessarily like what they're going to do next. They've only thought about getting the loan. But now, OK, what are the what's after that? And for us, as for me as a lender, very important to know after, you know, what happens after. Got it. So what would you say then is the top three reasons why someone who's seeking financing, especially in a in a new situation, what's the top three reasons for your declines? Um, I mean, besides practically speaking, a credit score. Yes. Um, that, you know, I think that after that is really the inconsistencies and in their story and what they want to do does not jive with the documentation that we're looking at. And, and we're not talking about like our bars are not perfect. They don't have the best accountants. They don't necessarily document everything. And that's OK. But what we're, to, what we're trying to do is say, OK, you, we received this paper from here. We pulled a third party report and this is your story. And you know what? It kind of all makes sense. It's not in an orderly way. It's not the way a bank would want a, a full credit file. And we're comfortable with that. But we're looking for consistency. Interesting. I got it. Like it because uh, one of the well, uh, one of the things that I know that I've been looking into recently is purchasing some additional businesses that I could run as an absentee owner. And I definitely did not have any desire to do it. It's mostly about creating more jobs locally is what I care about Uh, and being able to do so. Uh, Require to be able to purchase the number of businesses and locations that I want is obviously going to be require leverage and and that we've spent a lot of time explaining that because it's it's more about that for me than it is actually which industry and and what we're trying to get done i can understand why the story story matters so uh, i i'm curious to know though when it comes to 
working in the world of finance, I mean, obviously it's competitive and and, you, and you've been through a thing or two. You've you've been through a recession yourself. <laughs> so to say, right. I mean, it, and it takes something <laughs> to survive all of those things. What I would really love to know is what challenges do you think you've had or, or, or do women face specifically on top of everything else that already has to be dealt with just to make it specifically in the financial financial world? I think one is, like you said, when you introduced me, it's just kind of the example of someone already there. Um, you know, if you don't see someone already there and actively within your firm or within the industry being successful, being respected, um, and, and, and generally being happy with what they do, it's really hard to kind of step into that world. If you don't have an example of like, well, you know what, like at least, you know, she's doing it. She seems to be happy. People respect her. Um, you know, I, I think that's really, really important. Um, and, and that's really what's lacking. I mean, I go to conferences and, and I go, you know, and I, and I do different things and it's, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm very much the minor, uh, minority in, in that group. Um, mm -hmm. and, um, even, um, you know, my own friends, like, you know, they sometimes don't take, they're not, um, that, that extra leap of pushing their career forward because they don't see themselves in that next, that next tier of, of management or executive management. Yeah, well, I, and I, I'm partly asking this because uh, being an African-American male, when I have gone to the commercial world, um, it is often assumed like <laughs> it is often assumed that I am not the principal. I am not the owner. And it's 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 I find it challenging and, and sometimes downright infuriating. Like, why could I not be? Why are you talking to you're actually talking to my executive assistant? You don't realize this right now, but. That's okay. <laughs> and having to deal with those things and and I've experienced it more in the commercial world than others. And I'm just wondering if that if if you've been feel ever felt like you, you're you're looked past and just not something and how have you dealt with that? I think people are surprised when I walk in a room for a diff different reasons, like my name. So they don't, I don't necessarily look necessarily like a Leslie Smith. <laughs> One. The, the the second thing is um, you know, I I stopped taking it personally because I think I have, I see it as an opportunity to open their minds about what's possible. Right. Um, I also, you know, as a woman, you know, I think that I've, I've been able to, um, just, you know, listen a little bit more, um, and, and, and walk into a room and have that spidey sense and adjust my behavior. And some people may say, well, you know, that's kind of like, well, why you're like giving in. I'm like, no, because ultimately I'm going to get what I need and what I want. Maybe that day is not the day, but I'm but I'm going to come back and you're going to see me here again. And we're going to and we're going to do what we need, what needs to get done that I know needs to get done. So, like, you know, it's it's for me, it's always been uh, an education of others. I, I've been um, lucky where I personally have not gone through major like conflict. There's been conflict, but nothing that I can say compared to others. But I think that I've I, I it happens all the time. And I've come to a point where I, I, I take it as an opportunity to educate about who I am and how I got here. And then for them to see past that and see that I, you know, I earned this seat and, 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 and I'm running a successful business. And um, and let's talk about why we're here. Yep. Totally agree. Love it. One hundred percent. So when it comes down to, you know, making business happen, uh, what are, I guess, 
some of the things that you would consider? Because we all <laughs> grow through this process. What were some of those early challenges, you know, just in general that you you think every entrepreneur faces? How did you overcome them? What could someone take away from the lessons that you've learned? Hello there, entrepreneur. This is Jay Massey. I know that if you've ever gone over to the site, cashflowdiary.com, you may have asked yourself, where on earth do you get a domain name from? Especially as you are beginning to build your bigger, better, better business, you need a web presence. You need the email address. You need a way for people to contact you electronically so that you can stop doing the at gmail.com game. Well, the good folks over at GoDaddy have definitely supplied us with every domain that we have ever used. So what I want you to do is I want you to go over to trygodaddy.com forward slash cashflow diary. Again, that's trygodaddy.com forward slash cashflow diary because it's a quick way for you to get set up to capture your domain name the exact way that you want it. They got easy search functions. And most importantly for you is that you'll be up and running today. As I said, once you get started, stay started. Don't let small little obstacles of how to get your own domain name going stop you. So again, Go to trygodaddy.com forward slash cash flow diary and let's get back to the rest of the story. I think one is um, hiring the right team. The people. Oh, girl, preach. Say that yep. again. <laughs> because I, I think, you know, hiring slow Ooh. and firing fast is one of the things that I think is really important. And for if you're an entrepreneur and you um, can't, you know, you have the luxury of hiring a couple of layers of people then you have to hire unicorns. You have to hire people that can do a lot of different things and do it well because you don't have the luxury of spending a lot of money on, 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 on bodies. So I think one, you know, one of those things is it's partnering and, 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 and uh, surrounding yourself with, with a strong group of, of people is so critical to your success and people that are going to be honest with you. They're not going to yes you and they're, they're going to you know, really speak their mind in a respectful way. But just really, you know, speak there. That that's that's who you want to surround yourself with. I would say the other thing is just, you know, also not being very, kind of very focused in your industry only, and not paying attention to what's happening in other industries. Because you know, you, although hold on, this hold on, is, hold on, what do you mean? Not I, help me understand that. Unpack that a little bit. Meaning, okay, so I, you know, yes, I'm in lending, but I also pay attention to what's happening, you know, to the, you know, the Amazons of the world and, 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 and paying attention to what's happening with, you know, um, you know, big marketing firms, what, what ads are coming out, like all the, you know, you can't just read about your industry, you know, all the, these other companies are being very um, creative and that might spark an idea that you may be able to take into and then massage it into your own industry. So not, you know, not just focus on your who's who are your direct competitors, what's happening in your industry, but look up and look at what else is happening just in business, in, 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 in entertainment. You, you, it really makes you much more of a freer thinker. Got it. Now I understand. So what with that being the case, then what what's been the the secret? You know, Leslie, give give us a, a hint at that superpower so that we can figure out what what might we be able to add to our repertoire so that we can uh, find something unique that that could help us grow the businesses that we have faster and and, and therefore come get more loans. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, you know, as I, I, you know, I, I, as a leader of this company, you know, I've, you know, I, I really believe that the, 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 the nice thing about 
you know, how this company started was it was backed and supported by a larger parent company. And, you know, I, I feel for entrepreneurs because I already had an infrastructure to help me. And what I mean by that is like the, the whole legal HR, mm-hmm. like, you know, that kind of support, accounting, finance, that becomes so overwhelming for someone that's trying to do all those things and also grow a business and think forward, you know, into, you know, next quarter, next six months. I, you know, one of the things that's helped me is that I've just been allowed to focus on my business. Mm-hmm. And, and so that is so um, such a such a game changer when you're trying to move forward and 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 show progress because there's all this other you know help that's been you know um, given to me and I think that's the the biggest challenge for an entrepreneur is that they have to do all those things all at the same time um, and, and and it's uh, uh, the been one of the biggest things that's helped me apart from that you know I think you know doing what we do there is a need. Um, I, you know, I'm solving a problem and I think the, the biggest, most, the, the most successful entrepreneurs have really been keen on solving a pro- problem that is, that is needed. And that's what we're doing. You know, the world is made up of tons of small business owners and people that, you know, start with one investment property, just one. And from there, they want to grow their nest egg. And that's, that is small and it's not, it doesn't start at a million, it starts at 250. Um, Mm -hmm. and so I think that's the piece that we're, that's unique about us is that we are talking about real estate. We're not talking about unsecured loans. You can, you know, we're not a credit card. We're not, we're not, a um, you know, an on deck or cabbage because those, you know, Mm -hmm, we're mm -hmm. talking about real property and, and I, and for us, that's, what's important because these are people that have properties and they don't necessarily understand how to leverage them at times and the value of that and how to help them grow their business. From the flip side of that, on investment side, you know, as a new investor, you know, it, it, it's expensive if you have no experience. Can be a loan can be very, very expensive. Um, also, as an investor, you know, we we feel that they don't have a lot. I'm glad, I'm grateful for a program like yours because it helps them, you know, think about what what do I want to invest in. And yeah. real estate is one of those things. Very much important for you. if you're trying to build a nest egg, real estate is you know really critical in, in that in your overall you know, um, nest egg. Absolutely. There, it, I believe it belongs in everybody's portfolio in some way, shape or form. I mean, uh, when you're going out there to create value with your business, that value, you typically create excess, that excess has to go somewhere, or maybe real estate is your business in, in and of itself, either way it goes. Uh, it, I think it has a place now with that being said, I, I want to talk for a moment, uh, about some verticals or, you know, industries, because uh, I'm curious to know if there's any particular uh, vertical or industry that you guys prefer or that you find easier to to actually help people qualify for. Because I, I cause again, like I said, I know what I'm looking for. Like my my dream purchase right now is approximately seven or eight laundromats where I can actually buy the building too. And, you know, it's like, <laughs> that would be like the perfect thing in my world. But I'm curious to know what's the perfect thing in your world. For me, um, it's not a particular industry or even location. Um, mm. For me, it's um, it really comes down to that real estate and 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 the person and that and that person that's coming to me for the loan. Um, I, I I don't I, we lend to folks that have a small little automotive place and they mm. want to expand it. Mm. We lend to people that have that have had a nail salon in a strip center yep. for over a decade. 
Um, they have three other little stores and they're like, why am I paying rent? Like, <laughs> I know my neighbors, exactly. I, you right. know, why, why can't I, you know, so we're agnostic because we're, we're really looking at that um, business and, and their motivation very closely. So there isn't a specific industry that we prefer. Um, you know, multifamily, it's the property type that's, you know, that's the most, um, that, that there is the most of, but, you know, there's a lot of competition for that. You know, I like like the the small office, the retail, um, the bar restaurant, um, and those are m- much more challenging to get financing for. Yeah, they are. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, you, you're building a business around what is, like I said, very very difficult uh, to find for a lot of people. So, what what motivates you to take on the challenge, like? You know, that that's I mean, you have I think you have a double challenge. One, not a lot of people know how to find such, you know, your your type of financing. And then you're like, but I'm over here. And then you have to go find the unique people who are actually looking for that. I think that's that's got to be a challenge. That's our biggest challenge. You know, our biggest challenge, you know, the loans, making the loans. That's not, you know, uh, it's hard work. Um, It's thoughtful work, but it's not impossible. What's harder is to find you know, get your name out there and say, hey, you know what? You want to buy that um, retail strip mall? We're here. Or even like one of the most surprising things, like you have like a lot of, we see a lot of doctors, dentists, chiropractors, they've been in the same office for 20 years and they never thought about buying that real estate. And I'm always so surprised by that. You know, um, yeah, they've been running a successful business, you know, but they never thought about investing in themselves and then actually purchasing that, that office. Um, and I'm always excited by also, you know, finding a bar in, in the most, you know, random places. Um, and we're still trying to find that, that, that flow. We're trying to get our name out there and make sure that people are like, Hey, we're here and we're, we want to hear your story. If you were declined by a traditional lender, please, you know, don't, don't give up, you know, continue and pursue, you know, what your objective is. And we may be able to help you to do that. Okay, so I'm going to throw something creative at you. You ready? Sure. All right. So uh, I happen to know and am and <laughs> one of those people who are uh, getting creative with the use of apartment buildings, right? And turning a lot of them into more short-term rentals or using single-family houses in a very similar way. Obviously, when we do that, we produce a significantly higher amount of gross revenue uh, on then the, what the traditional rent would be. We've been doing it for a number of years. Many of our students have now been doing it for a number of years. And, and, and it's awesome. It does great. Yet, when we go to buy the property, we're having trouble finding that financing simply because the use is slightly different than what most people are used to. Now, we've had some insurance companies step up to the plate, some non-traditional stuff. But, you know, those interest rates can be a little bit punishing and there's terms have only been, you know, 24 months ish. And I'm like, that doesn't really work. So how would you tackle something like that? So, yeah, I mean, we generally like our loans are, are five years. That's typically okay. our bar. We're there in for five. So we're not doing short term. Um, That's those, fine. those tend to be expensive. So I, you know, I like. Okay. So for us, it's not use, you know, we've seen quite a bit of that. Um, you know, we've seen when we've seen people and when we look at what their rents are versus what the market says it's supposed to be, there's a really big disparity because you are charging a premium. Yep. What's, what's challenging for us, which we're trying to create, um, think very creatively in 2019 is how do we 
you know, balance that? How do we balance the revenue that's coming out of, of those rents versus what the market is telling us it's supposed to be? And so from our perspective, from a, you know, when we're, as we're planning for 2019, that's the product that we're trying to develop. We're trying to make sure that we, from a risk perspective, can get comfortable with income that's much higher than what typically, let's say they stop, you know, you stop, you know, doing that business and you just have to rent it regularly. You know, what kind, how do we get comfortable with that disparity? I think it's a good business. I think, um, I think it's, it's, uh, we have to think about how we get comfortable with that cash flow. Separately, the other thing that we're trying to pay attention to is we're looking at, um, you know, how cities and municipalities are adjusting to the Airbnb world. I think that's another concern for us. So those are the two buckets that I think we, you know, as we talk about product development for 2019, there are certain markets that I'd like to pilot and test in that are, you know, that I think would be successful. But I, I need the powers that be to say, yeah, you know what, let's let's test that. How do we get comfortable with that? But then we're also, you know, from a legal perspective, we're looking at, okay, what are, what are, what, how are, uh, how is Airbnb faring, you know, in certain markets, you know, how are, you know, are they, are the rules kind of closing in on them? Um, would that impact this type of lending? And, and these are the the conversations that I'm definitely looking to start with more and more lenders because, Again, in the same way that Amazon is a marketplace for a lot of retail cu- uh, consumers and customers, it it's not the only source of it's just not their only source of uh, of customers. You know, we have multiple sources of customers. Airbnb is just the one that everybody knows. Um, and ultimately, because in our perfect world, what happens is we acquire that customer, sure, via Airbnb first. But what ends up happening is that they end up coming direct and it's that direct business and it's it, it's many different various sources, just like your commercial retail place. I mean, they've got many different marketing channels in order to get that customer through the door. And in and it it's literally no different. I, I I mean, I think there's a wide a whole lot of white space there and pot and, and strong opportunity uh, for the individual or individuals who figure out how to to get us the financing for the properties that we want to buy, I mean, because the NOIs and, and and debt service coverage ratios that we can put together are uh, <laughs> they're pretty good. <laughs> and, and and we recognize that because we see that in in our normal course. Um, and so what I you know one of the as we plan for 2019, I mean, it is November. You know, part of our product development is that. And so we have a couple of feelers out there and we're trying to figure out from a from a credit perspective and risk perspective, how do we get comfortable with that um, that cash flow? And then from a, a, a legal perspective, you know, um, you know, how, how, how do we what is what what's out there? How do we feel about it and how do we solve for it? Yeah. So that for us is definitely in queue to for for uh, we see it as an opportunity from a product development now let's 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 kind of figure out how do we from a risk perspective we get comfortable totally understood yeah i i've been uh training all of our uh, entrepreneurs and students to that it's coming it, I, I was like it, I, in my head it was like there's no way they don't know they're just having trouble figuring out how to manage their risk um and and in the meantime guys i've been just telling that everybody to just become the best operator so that when they figure it out you can be there ready to receive. So that that's kind of been our, our take on that so far. Definitely. So, um now uh for those that have listened this far and 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 are understanding again about Commercial Direct who you guys are, what you're up to and and probably want to, you know, find out more information maybe even about their own personal situation. What's going to be the the best way for them to follow up with you guys? 
Uh, best way is to go to our website. You know, we have a chat feature. We have um, uh, that where you can have an LO directly chat with you, or if you want to talk to them, you know, you can reach them. But all that information is on our on our website. We also have a lot of educational. Um, videos where, you know, if you want to understand about, you know, commercial lending, you know, we, we put, we have a YouTube video, we have videos on our site, we have a lot of blogs just about lending um, property types to, you know, what's debt service, insurance requirements, you know, sometimes it could be overwhelming. And I think for people, if they, in education really um, helps then, you know, get themselves comfortable with, you know, with, with this kind of decision. So on our site, you can find us and you can also, you know, read about, you know, commercial lending in general. Excellent. Now, as we wind down here, I've got a final question for you because I'm curious to hear your answer. Uh, Let's pretend that someone listening, they've gotten themselves, you know, they've listened this entire time to you and I talking and then they got, you know, they're like, man, their their belief level went up. They're like, you know, I can do this thing. I can be that entrepreneur. I'm going to make this thing happen. If Leslie can do it, I can do it. Of course, this is going to make sense. Now, you know, like I know, that when we get to those moments of decision, we often have a companion, and that companion comes in the form of a voice, and that voice reminds us of how we didn't do it last time, how it failed and fell apart, and how it didn't work, and you, what? Someone's going to actually lend you money? Do you not understand who you are? And for some people, they're actually related to that voice. So my question to you is as follows. <laughs> Let's pretend that this time it's going to be different. This time they're going to follow through. And they're going to do exactly what you suggest. They're going to do so, in fact, in the next 24 to 48 hours. What would you suggest that they do? Um, I would suggest that they um, think about their story first. Okay. You know, really be comfortable with that story. The next step is, you know, if, if you're looking for a commercial loan, come to Commercial Direct. Um, and, and, and even if you don't have a property, you know, you're, you're thinking of looking for a property, come to us. You know, we do pre-approvals. We'll get you, at least you'll know whether you can get financing. I think that's, you know, really important for a lot of folks in commercial. I think it's also a unique part of what we do in that. And residential side, you can get a pre-approval. Rarely can you get it on the commercial side, and we do that. And so at least you go out into the world looking for a property or an investment or whatever, but at least you know that you have the financing to, to ultimately get, you know, that, that property and, 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 and that investment. I like it. I like it because it's very, very actionable. (laughs) So this is good. Uh, I definitely, again, appreciate all that you guys are doing, the space that you're filling. And uh, hopefully we're helping right now to put you in front of more of those individuals who who can be difficult to find. And I definitely appreciate you uh, sharing your knowledge, your wisdom, as well as your insight here with us today at the Cashflow Diary. Thank you for having me. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you know what time it is. It's time for you to move at the speed of instruction. What does that mean? That means commercialdirect.com. When? Now? Why? Because you know you heard something that said, wow, there's an opportunity and it's for me. And that's true. So here's your shot. Go make it happen. Ladies and gentlemen, you earn $0 on a property you do not own. So go make it happen. We look forward to talking to you again. It was fun talking to you today. Until next time. (laughs) 